Next on BYU Sports Nation, will Zach Wilson have a 300-yard passing game at quarterback this season? It's been a while for the BYU QBs. I'm granting wishes today. Let's give BYU football a one-game do-over from this season. Which should it be? Ooh. And it's home opener E for BYU basketball, a familiar face. Now coaching the foe. We'll return to the Marriott Center. We'll talk to him today. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live. It's the B-Lo and Spizent Show. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday, November 8th, wherever and however you are connected. Again, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with hoodie all-star Brian Logan. Holler at your boy. Kind of failed, man, but... um... I'm excited for what's to come later, oh. you know, coming up in the show. I got a gift. Oh. I got a gift for you. Um, and you know, it has to do with the sweater, which I got at the bookstore. <laughs> and I, I saw it. It's a, what's a, what's it, what's it called? The anime, anime cartoons? Yes. Um, and it has some, <laughs> I don't know what this is, Japanese or what, but I thought Spencer was able to, you know, I speak, translate it. I but. speak Korean. My seven-year-old is in Chinese immersion. Um, that looks like a mix of some Chinese characters, and a little bit of katakana from Japanese. So somebody can translate what's on Brian's sleeve. Help us out. <laughs> uh, I got a text message. It says, beat you, mass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your best sweatshirt ever. Yes, oh, yes. outstanding. It yeah. is, yeah, the anime version of Cosmo. Yeah, and I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting that. <laughs> I'm getting that. Available at the BYU store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Did you know yes. that? Yes, I did. Okay, uh-huh. very good. <laughs> Beat you, man. <laughs> well played, Brian. Here's today's show lineup. Utah Valley basketball head coach Mark Pope will join us in 15 minutes. You remember what uh, his team did the last time they visited the Marriott Center? I Brian? do I do remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, uh, mm-hmm. they scored a lot of points and, yeah, it's very, and, it's very and beat BYU. Very unfortunate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jason Shepard will also be a part of the show. He's traveling to Texas right now, but he was kind enough to go one-on-one with Kairos Tonga earlier this week to preview the defensive lineman's aspect and view of what's to come against UMass, that interview in 40 minutes. Hashtag beat UMass. <laughs> we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football in a travel day. They're headed to Boston, Logan International Airport. When they land, they're that much closer to the matchup with UMass at Gillette Stadium, the home of the New England Patriots. Trajan Peely spoke recently about the opportunity to play on the home field of the world champion Patriots. It's obviously pretty cool. I mean, they have a super rich history as an organization. Obviously, they have the, the GOAT, Tom Brady, over there and won a lot of Super Bowls. So it'll be fun you know, to be in that situation. We played in a few NFL stadiums. It's always fun to, uh, to be in those arenas and, and stadiums. Yes, yes, I know, Eagles fans. Currently, they're not the world champions. But more often than not, over the last decade, it feels like they've been the world yeah, champions. De- yeah, definitely, man. They're the I, decade world champions. I'd give them the crown. Coverage I, begins with countdown to kickoff at 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 Mountain. Early morning for all of us, Brian. Yeah, way, watch, too, way too early. Watch the game on <laughs> BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio.
Number one's women volleyball looks to stay undefeated as they host Santa Clara tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. at the Smith Smithfield House on BYU TV. They are eight and zero against the Broncos in Provo, and somebody that is very dear to my heart will be attending that game. Ah, are you speaking of Uncle B? Yes, Uncle B. You're welcome for the tickets, Blaine. <laughs> Peter Quest of BYU Men's Golf finished in first place again. Nice. At the St. Mary's Invitational to win his third tournament of the fall season. That boy balling, man. Ball so hard. Woo. Men's Golf finished second as a team behind USC. They're currently ranked number 19. We have good athletes here at yes. Brigham Young. Yes, we do. Swimmer Peyton Sorensen claimed the MPSF Athlete of the Week award. Swanson took first place in the 50 and 100 free at UNLV dual meet. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth MPSF Athlete of the Week award in his career. Well done, Peyton. Another baller. You don't have to share that award with anybody, man. Nope. You earned it. Uh, it's time to rise and shout. Let's go to What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Brian, BYU football in large part under Lavelle Edwards with all of his quarterbacks in the quarterback factory helped the stretch wide become a nationwide brand because they threw the ball all over the place, starting with Gary Scheide and then Mark Wilson and then Jim McMahon and Steve Young. Hi, Steve. And Robbie Bosco and Ty Detmer and John Walsh and Steve Sarkeesian and Brandon Doman and John Beck (laughs) and Max Hall. And Jake, it's, and Jake Heaps. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous, though Jake Heaps did chuck the ball a lot. He did, he did. It's my boy. Love you, Jake. They all had 300-plus yard passing games. This was like, it, if BYU didn't throw for 300 yards, it was weird. Okay, It typically wasn't a good thing for BYU in like a four-decade span. Times have changed. Different offense, different offensive coordinators. And now it's been a very long time since BYU had a 300-yard passer, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Brian, it's been exactly 32 games, 32 against FBS opponents since BYU went for over 300 yards passing. you got to go all the way back to the Las Vegas Bowl against Utah at the end of the 2015 season. Bronco Mendenhall's last game as head coach, Tanner Mangum, threw for 315. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. The last time BYU had any 300-yard passer in any game was Southern Utah with Taysom Hill in late 2016. And still, that's been a while. So I ask you, Brian, what's the chance that the new QB, the freshman, Zach Wilson, changes all of this this year and has a 300-yard game this season. Hey, um, this, it's, this, is, this is tough, man, because you have to look at the ability of Zach being able to, to throw you know, 300 yards, which is obviously yes. But I think the, the, the question is, is more so, are they going to be, or is he going to be put in a situation to do that? And is with the play calling going right, to accommodate? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that that, that that's why I got to say twenty five percent, man. Okay. And it, it has nothing to do with his athletic ability uh, to throw the ball. It's simply just the scheme that he's currently in right now, um, and the goal. The goal, to me, in my opinion, is still to to run the ball and and beat people up in the trenches. And when you have that run first mentality, there's no why there's no way you're going to be able to pass that match, right? And, unless maybe you are throwing an, a ten yard hitch and you have a receiver 
you know, break a tackle and go, you know, 90 yards. Um, you know, and it happens multiple times. But okay. other than that, man, I can't. I just can't see it because of that reason. Now, for those of you that are thinking, oh, it's going to happen this week. Brian and Spencer, it's going to happen this week against UMass. Let me remind you, UMass's run defense is terrible. Boo. So bad. So bad. If BYU can't run the ball against UMass, the Cougars are in big trouble. They have bigger issues going on in that program. Uncle Uncle Dave could run against this UMass defense. Backwards. Backpedaling. I think BYU is going to run all over UMass, thus not requiring Zach Wilson to have to chuck the ball for over 300 yards. Not right. saying he couldn't do it. Again, capability there. I just don't think this is the game for it. No, no. And when you look at the, the other games as well, um, I just I, – I, okay, probably Utah may, may make the most sense because of – Their how, run defense is so good. It's so good that, hey, you know, we got to go to there. We got we to gotta, we gotta All right, all right. So. It could happen. I, I, I'm with you, man. I'm low. I'm like 20%. I just don't anticipate that he'll be put in a position where he has to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, what's the chance, by the way, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event? We both went low. Brian, 25, I went 20. Let's talk about confidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit of swag. Okay. Are you more confident in BYU's defense and stopping the UMass offense? Okay. Or the BYU offense scoring 35 points or more against the UMass defense? Oh, man. Choose, choose. Uh, I like BYU's defense a lot. I think that UMass has a legitimate passing attack, so I'm not going to put all my eggs in the basket of the BYU def- defense entirely shutting down a UMass offense that just put up 62 points and has one of the best receivers in the country and a pretty capable quarterback. Like They're, they're going to find some success through the air. Um, it's just a matter of BYU can outscore UMass, and I think that they can in Foxborough. So I don't know if it's 35. I know the question of 35 points in there. I have more confidence in the BYU offense outscoring UMass than I do in the defense entirely shutting down the Minutemen. I don't the defense is pretty good. I think BYU has every chance to hold them under 24 like they've done the majority of games that this de- year. The defense is more than good. I can, we can't say great cuz you know we we talk about and we break down on AFR all the time going from good to great and then great to, you know, elite. Elite would be and great would be getting turnovers, more turnovers, and potentially even scoring on those turnovers as well. Okay. Um, but basically, you are winning the game, right? That's, that's, what, that's what a great defense is. I think they're a little bit, you know, below that um, for that very reason. And, and you know what, man? I, I've only had one win all year for the Y Factor. And it's because I, I always go to the dark side, man. I always take the cheese. You always go with offense? I always go with offense. And with this one right now, man, I'm going with the defense. Okay. The defense, man. Because right. you know why? Defense wins championships, Spencer. Independent championships. And games. UMass and BYU. And both quarters. independents. <laughs> <laughs> and series. Independent showdown <laughs> in Foxborough. Uh, yeah, I like BYU's defense. I really do. Um, UMass's defense is just so bad that I think BYU should have their way running the ball. And if they can have those long, drawn-out drives running the ball, then the defense doesn't have to play as much on the field. I, you know, you know I, I just think that when, when you look at the defense collectively and, and what they've done um, in that sense, and then you start breaking down the individual games and the losses, um, you know, to, to lose by one point and, and to lose in games where you're barely giving up any yardage, to, to me, man, that, that, that shows where the strength is, right? And I know there's young guys on offense and yada, 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 blah, blah. That's irrelevant. 
simple fact is that they outperform the offense, and that's where my confidence lies. Okay. BYU is a 14-point favorite, according to the experts in the desert, which tells me they are confident in the BYU offense to score at least 14 points. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm confident in that, too. Yeah. For sure. Brian, you said you were granting wishes uh, when we opened the show today, and I'm all about that. Genie Brian Logan. <laughs> hey, I'm wearing I'm wearing blue too, like Aladdin, Aladdin blue. Grant us all a wish, and we'll sound off on this as well. If you could do over any BYU football game, you get a redo this season in the first nine games. Which game would you choose, and why? I gotta say, Cal, man. I really? Thought, I thought about this long and hard for like seven minutes and thirty three seconds. <laughs> 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 and and at first, you know, you, you look at kind of the obvious. And, and to me, I still have a sore spot, you know, in my heart uh, for Utah State because of what happened to me. Oh, uh, yeah. And fans, you know, in 2010, the fans just mean. I'm still, I still have insecurities to this very day <laughs> about my height, man, with, with, with Utah State, dude. Like, I've been short my whole life. I had bullies in sixth grade and whatnot talk about how short I was. We went to, I went on field trips, man. No lie. Field trips in elementary. I couldn't get on rides. It didn't bother me. Didn't bother me. Utah State fans bothered me. <laughs> so why isn't it the Utah State game then? Because it has to do with confidence and playing for something. And I feel like with this team being young, going ups and downs, and, and, and that's a sign of emotional inconsistency right so and, and I think that has to do a lot with not being in a conference and more so when you when you're not in a conference and you lose the kind of the season's kind of over in your opinion right and in your mindset you may not say that you may not truly feel it but subconsciously you are thinking that so I think if they beat Cal going go you know they have more momentum I think they play harder faster stronger etc so it's a momentum type of play okay so you wanted a 2-0 and start which would have been sweet I get it, but I believe that the reason BYU beat Wisconsin is because they lost to Cal and they got their edge back. Those were the words of Jeff Grimes. Yeah, to quote him, I get you. I get you, man. We got our edge back. They go on the road. Wisconsin is thinking about, oh man, BYU just lost to Cal. They're no good. We got these fools. They're on our home field. We beat them forty to six last year in Provo. Like. The trap game was in full effect for Wisconsin because BYU lost to Cal. So I don't know that I, I wouldn't take the Cal game because I think it, it, in a weird way, it took BYU losing to Cal for them to be able to have some type of advantage on the you, road you to may, You may be right, Spencer, because I'm, I'm thinking about you know, my experience. And me and David Nixon talk about, talk about all the time. Once we got ranked, when we played, we were like, let's go. Step it up. We got to step it up. Oh, we rank, we're ranked yeah. further. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. We just beat the number so-and-so team. Let's go. So I get what you're saying, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I would not pick Cal. The game that just absolutely kills me, and people are going to say, oh, it's Boise State. No, no, because there's no guarantee that BYU wins this game. It's just another shot to play it. Yeah. We're not saying if you could have BYU win any game they lost, which would it be? No, no, no. It's just a chance to play it again. Right. I would give BYU the chance to play Northern Illinois again. And I would give Jeff Grimes another chance to implement a better game plan and better play calling. And to his credit, he stepped up and said, you know what, I could have done a better job in that game. I could have given Zach Wilson more opportunities to let it loose. And BYU's going to score yeah. more than six points, Brian. Yeah. They're going to beat Northern Illinois. And, and, and then now they're, 
are not worrying about bowl eligibility as they go to UMass. You know, they have five wins already, and just maybe they take that confidence and go and beat Boise State on the blue instead yeah. of coming off a tough loss. I, Northern Illinois, BYU, BYU scores more than six points if they play that game again. I hear you, man. I hear you. I I get it. I get it, dude. I think that's coming more from a fan's perspective because I feel like there's still, there's still issues that they have to fix, which are just the, the, the smallest little things. You know, the, it's, the errors that they have, they're very correctable. And so I, I just, I'm going – I got to go off of, off of paper, right, and go on the emotional side. So that's okay. why. But, right. but I get, though, because from a fan's perspective, I'm with you, man. Oh. Actually, maybe even Utah State. BYU 5-3 and three going to Boise feels entirely different yeah, it's, it's, yeah, than it's the 4-4. Four four. Yep. Our question of the day, which BYU football game would you want to replay this season? You get a do-over. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Kyle Nelson answers on Facebook. Cal, he agrees with you, Brian. Ah. His reasoning, it was the first game where BYU looked like they had taken a step backwards Mm -hmm. with inconsistency. Changing that game would have the greatest potential to improve the rest of the season. Again, I think it took the Cal loss to inspire BYU and give them an edge and put Wisconsin in a mindset where they were overlooking BYU. It's a weird dynamic. It is. I get it, man, but, you know, the fans agree with me. Coming up, <laughs> the last time Mark Pope brought his team to the Marriott Center, it didn't end well for the Cougars. What does he remember about that game? Uh, what do BYU fans remember about that game? Or have they forgotten it? Plus, what does Coach Pope have in store for BYU this time around? Let's bring in the former foe. This is BYU Sports Oh, you got me. You got me a gift? Yay! Details next. It's upside down, right? What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's a hoops doubleheader tomorrow on BYU TV. First, the BYU women open up regular season play as they host UC Riverside at 7 p.m. Eastern. Following that game at 10 p.m. Eastern, the men will host crosstown rival Utah Valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That game will be broadcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Brian, you got me a gift, and I'm wearing it now. Yes, yes. I, this is a. In fact, the sticker's still on it. This is a welcome. This is a welcome back uh, from your mission present. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years after the yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. So, uh, but the, no, but the first, the, uh, yeah. really though, man, the first yeah. time, the first time I uh, I saw this, I immediately thought about you. Oh, thank you. You know, because, uh, yeah. Is that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, man. I was thinking, I was thinking about you. And live, live from Studio B, this one thing Jeremy will not do is wear the same sweatshirt. That's, <laughs> That's me. On, he doesn't understand on the power of 20. <laughs> Come on, Jeremy. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. You know how to do it. Experience BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Utah Valley head basketball coach Mark Pope in his fourth season as the head man for the Wolverines coach. It is always a pleasure to speak with you on this program. How are you? Gentlemen, I'm so happy to be with you. What, what is the deal with Jeremy? He doesn't work anymore? He just shut it down? Well, sometimes even the greats need a break, right, Coach? <laughs> Jerem, Jerem does like 500 million things, so, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be with you guys. 
We're cutting in some slack. Uh, coach, we saw a picture of you and uh, your former Kentucky coach, Rick Patino, uh, surfaced a few days ago. Obviously, you won a national championship there. How often do you get opportunities like that to reconnect with your former coaches? Um, I, uh, is, I take advantage of them as often as I can because uh, uh, I love these guys, man. I love them so much. I mean, Coach Patino in particular is the guy that, that changed my, my time with him, changed me as a human being, right? And so um, I was so excited to, to, to get to spend a little bit of time with him when, when he was out here in town, and, and I love him dearly. And, and uh, he, he got to spend some time with my family, which was really fun, and, and, uh, and come, come uh, meet the team. So it was a great, it was a great day. That's, that's really, really, really cool. Um, I had the same experience with, with Coach Mendenhall after I was done playing. I was, I was always hitting him up about every little and big thing. Like, Coach, I'm, I just got this new job offer. What should I, what should I do? How, how much of that conversation um, or maybe you going and seeking that type of advice um, from former coaches have you had, you know, recently? I actually do it a lot. So um, kind of throughout the course of a season, in the off-season, touching base, uh, job situations, touching base. Um, you know, this, this athletics world is pretty small, and the coaching world is even smaller. And, um, and so there's not a lot of people to go to uh, to get um, advice where they're only concerned with your best interest. Mm. And so I have a, a circle of coaches uh, that, I, that I trust, that I've known for a long time, that, that I think uh, can give me like a clean look at, at what we're dealing with. Uh, at any point during the course of the season, I actually have a, I actually had a, I actually have a coach in our league, uh, Rod Barnes at Cal State Bakersfield, who I've known forever. Was coaching at Old Miss when I was a, when I was a player at Kentucky, and um, I actually had an issue on my team this off season, and I actually reached out to Coach Barnes uh, and, and had a conversation with him about it. I just we've become such good friends, and I have so much trust for him. Usually, you're you're so eager to keep everything in-house because you're private and you're protecting your guys and you're protective of your program. And so having people like that out there that you can, you can get advice from and, and, and kind of gain some wisdom from is really important. Mark Pope, the head coach at Utah Valley University on the basketball court with us on BYU Sports Nation. Speaking of uh, talking with former coaches, have you sought some advice from Dave Rose this week? <laughs> always, always. More please. She's like, Coach, take it easy on us. I dragged Coach out to lunch a couple weeks ago, and, and we don't get to do it that often, but maybe once or twice a year. But it's always such a highlight for me. Um, he's, he is, uh, you know, I, I tell everybody that he's, he's, he's my number one mentor, and, and he's taught me so much and given me so much opportunity. And, and is, you know, come on, he's one of the greatest coaches in the game. And, and so I, I steal a lot, as much time from him as I'm allowed. Your team obviously matches up with BYU in the Cougars' home opener on Friday night, tomorrow. Huge game, always fun. You've seen film on BYU against number 7 Nevada from Tuesday night. What are your impressions of the Cougars thus far? Man, they're so good. They're so good. Um, uh, you know, you think about it, they're on the road, a uh, home opener for Nevada, the number 7 ranked team in the, in the country with the – you know, preseason All-Americans all around and uh, incredibly deep squad. And uh, BYU just didn't shoot it great, and Yoli plays 
less than 20 minutes, maybe it seemed like, and still, you know, they're within a shot of, of winning the game. I mean, they're really good. Uh, you know, the uh, coach has them playing really physical, really, really fast, uh, really sharing the ball, really, really just uh, physical on the glass, um, defensively sound. Uh, they're, you know, this BYU team is going to have a really special season. I'm excited for them. I, I, hope, I hope their special season doesn't start until – Saturday, but, <laughs> but, but they're going to have a really special season. Coach, uh, you know, obviously this is um, a rivalry game. There's, there's a little bit of history that's involved with it. Um, but, I, but I'm always, always curious about in-state rivalry games and the outcome of them and how they affect recruiting. Um, and, and so how do you think that this game, uh, you know, how you guys play, their outcomes, et cetera, uh, affects your in-state recruiting abilities when you're going head-to-head with BYU? Well, I have a, I have a plan, actually, a master plan. Nice. And my deal is if, if we can go, uh, you know, we're hoping to extend this contract. I think the game is so fun, right? It's such a great game. We're so close. It's unique. I mean, there's not that many places where you have universities that are separated by three or four miles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so so that, that makes this really special. Um, my plan is that uh, we're going to extend this contract out for the foreseeable future. And if we could win the next 10 straight games, there's a <laughs> chance I could actually have a real recruit, a conversation with a recruit in the state of Utah. Anything short of that, anything short of that. And we really have no chance. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not really competing with BYU for recruits in the state because rightfully so. I mean, if you grew up in the state, uh, and you kind of grew up through the Jimmer for eight years and the Dave Rose tenure, uh, you're not going to have a lot of interest in Mark Pope and UVU. That, that's just the way it is. But um, these in-state games, though, are so beautiful because they're really the interesting thing about the non-conference. I think fans are interested. I think players dig it. Uh, I think as coaches, we sweat it out a little bit. But, but at the end of the day, it's good for our teams because we get to take a shot at having some some extra intensity um, in the non-conference that maybe is not uh, there, you know, normally until you get to the grind of the regular season, right? And so it's a way to prepare for that. Uh, I love them. I think they're great. We're so grateful for BYU for, for, for letting us continue this deal, and it's been awesome. Coach, um, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate that answer more than you know. When, when, when Spencer and I were discussing the answer or, or the question – I, I kind of had to. I was like, I, I want to ask him, and it, I want to ask him this way, but I don't want to make it come across like you know BYU has more prestige or whatever the case. And so for you to just answer like that and just be honest, man, thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I really, I really, really do. Um, but but when it comes down to you know your team and um, just just some of your goals and and the the, the big picture and the vision. Um, you know, how, how do you how do you see your team playing out this year? Well, we're 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 super, we're so proud of the growth of our program. So we're the we're the second fastest growing basketball pro- program in the country. When we took this job three years ago, we were the 321st ranked team in America, oh. which is not good at all. Wow. And um, and and last year we finished 92nd, 83rd in Kempom, and 
And um, so we're actually the second fastest growing program behind Nevada. They went from 270 to 25 in that three-year span. Hmm. And so we're we're really proud of what we're doing. We're we're excited about it. We're working really hard. Uh, and 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 so we've done it a lot by just trying to get old and stay old. Uh, and so my team this year is really new for me. I only have four players on the team that I've ever coached in a game. Um, but, but we're talented. And so we're going to be good this year and we'll have this whole crew back the following year. And so this two year stretch, I think, you know, I think we have a chance to have the best team we've ever had by far and kind of take that next step. Right. Um, you know, and, and so we're super excited about it. We're going to have some nights early in this season where we look great and we're like, this is really easy. And then we're going to have some nights where we're like, man, this is a disaster. And so it just is, it's just, it's just the way you grow a new team. And, and, and the most important thing for us is that we try and find ways to learn and get better every single day. And, and by the end of the season, I think we have a chance to be, to be pretty special. Let's talk about game number two for both your team and the Cougars tomorrow night in the Marriott Center. What type of gameplay and flow do you expect in this year's version of the Wolverines and Cougars? Um, I expect it to be really fast. I think, I think it's going to be really fast. Uh, you know, watching, watching film on the Cougs, I mean, they are racing down the floor transition offense. It's one of the best things they do. They're really, really shooting the ball, quick trigger, which is, I think, you know, hugely advantageous for them. And then this year, and at the same time, their defense is, is really stingy and really solid, and they are just crushing the glass. And it's Yoli Childs is a freak. I mean, he is a 100% a freak. He's so good. Uh, you just watch him, and you're just like, I don't know if there's anything he can't do. Um, you know, he's, 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 he's physically so interesting because his wingspan is so long, and he's so vertically gifted and quick off the floor. Uh, you know, he makes every kind of tough, awkward, off-balance floater and runner. He makes all those shots that are so difficult. And now, you know, uh, in, you know, for example, as you guys saw in the Westminster game, not only did he bang two threes in the first half, but they were quick-release threes. Like, they, they, they're, you know, you have to be there on the catch to even have a chance to challenge them. So, he, you know, to, to build a team around him is, 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 is a pretty good place to start. And, and I've been really impressed with what I've seen from them so far. I know you've mentioned a lot about Yoli Childs. What's the plan to slow down McKay Cannon this time around, Coach? <laughs> yeah. Man, I love this McKay Cannon. He's a tough kid, man. He is a <laughs> tough kid. And um, he's a, he, he, from a distance, he seems like he's 100% about the, you know, the name on the front of the jersey and could care less about, about anything individual and just does whatever is necessary. doesn't matter if he plays two minutes or 30 minutes. And he's a prototypical Coach Rose winner, right? And so he's a, he, he's a terrific player, and he's going to be an important part of what they do this year. Coach, we appreciate the time. Always, like I said, it is, it is a pleasure to have you on this program, and we look forward to having you in the Marriott Center tomorrow night for a very, what we expect to be, entertaining game. Um, and we'll talk to you then. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Mark Pope on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Of course, I asked that McKay Cannon question tongue-in-cheek because McKay gets clearance that he's going to be able to play with BYU last year and literally misses the team bus because the clearance didn't come till after that. So he has to rejoin the team at Utah Valley, warm up really quickly, and then he's in the game and goes for almost 20 points. (laughs) 
So whatever. Hey, man, you know, that's sports, man. I, I love stories like that. Uh, I love that. I love Coach. I, I love that interview. That was, I think that really was my first time. Um, but another guy that I love dearly is Jason Shepard. Mm. Coming up. Did you buy him a sweatshirt? He ta- no, Nathan. Okay. <laughs> Coming up, he talks to BYU defensive lineman Kyrus Tonga. What was his mentality of the BYU team after back-to-back losses? tell us and more of your responses to our question of the day which game would you choose as the do-over game from the first nine games of BYU football season this is BYU Sports Nation the number one ranked and undefeated women's volleyball team hosts Santa Clara tonight at the Smithfield house the match begins at 9 p.m. Eastern and is available on BYU TV and the BYU TV apps. Yeah, let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with another look at your headlines. BYU football, headed to New England, specifically the Logan International Airport in Boston, and then a short drive to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough for a game on Saturday against UMass. Hashtag beat UMass. Trajan Peely spoke about the opportunity to play a game in an NFL stadium with so much history. It's obviously pretty cool. I mean, they have a super rich history as an organization. Obviously, they have the, the GOAT, Tom Brady, over there and won a lot of Super Bowls. So it would be fun you know, to be in that situation. We've played in a few NFL stadiums. It's always fun to, uh, to be in those arenas and, and stadiums. Countdown to kickoff is the place to get ready for the Cougars and Minutemen. Anything and everything you could possibly want to know about that game. Coverage starts at 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Early start to your Saturday morning. Then you can watch the game in a national simulcast produced by 11 Sports on BYU TV. You can also listen on BYU Radio. We just told you how to watch it. Number one ranked women's volleyball is working to remain the only undefeated team in America. Mm -hmm. Santa Clara in town tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern at the Smith Fieldhouse live on BYU TV. The Cougars are 8-0 all-time. Against the Broncos in Provo. About to be 9-0. About to be 9-0 with Uncle B in the stands. Oh, you know, if Uncle if the Uncle B karma's in there. <laughs> Guaranteed. Broncos have no chance. <laughs> Peter Quest of number 19 BYU men's golf finished in first place again at the St. Mary's Invitational to win his third tournament of the fall season. Holler. Men's golf finished second as a team behind only 10th-ranked USC. Swimmer Peyton Sorensen claimed the MPSF Athlete of the Week award. Swanton took first place in the 50 and the 100 free at UNLV dual meet. This is the fourth MPSF Athlete of the Week award in his career. We have great athletes, man. Peyton, I know. Athletes. With All a- over the place. AF. It's AF athletes. That's, <laughs> that's elite. <laughs> <laughs> the question of the day. Oh, Bilo. You crack me up, Spencer. Which BYU football game would you want to do over? This season, redo. Nope, doesn't count. Playing the game again. <laughs> no guaranteeing a win. You just get a shot to play against one team again. At TX Colonel Answers on Twitter, Northern Illinois, win that one convincingly, and the mood is much better going into Boise State. Mm. Heck, I don't even care if BYU wins that game 9-7. to seven. Just win the game. Yeah, I don't care if they win 1-0. to zero. Win the game. Mm-hmm. Second response from at Henry Morris 2 on Instagram, Brian. The Boise State game would have been a big win for BYU to look back on when they think of Wilson's freshman year. We'll all forget about the NIU game. 
No, I'm, I'm not so, sh- so sure that we will forget about the NIU game because yeah. BYU scored six points, gave up seven, and lost. There's, there's like three or four games that you just aren't going to ever forget, ever. doesn't matter. Like, I will not forget the 7-6 to six home loss against Northern Illinois. I won't forget the beatdown at Utah State 2010. And again, <laughs> let me reiterate, this does not guarantee a win for BYU. This is right. a chance to play it again. Like. Right. If BYU and Boise State line it up again, are you more confident that BYU wins that game compared to a Cal or a Northern Illinois, which Brian and I went with? Yeah. Because if we did a win, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say Utah. Even <laughs> right. Yep. Going into that game, we have a guaranteed win game. Oh, yes. Guaranteed win card. Here you go. Okay. Boom. Eric Richards answers on Facebook, I'd have to say Northern Illinois. I think it's the only one where BYU could change the outcome with a do-over. Thank you, Eric. Mm. You get my drift. You're the man, Eric. You catch my drift. Real MVP. All right, Brian. What's coming up? Tell the people. Um, the most exciting prospect. Mm-hmm. Of playing in this in the NFL season. Okay. Okay. Yeah. BYU has a chance to play in an NFL stadium. Yep. It's going next level. Plus, what's it like to hang out with BYU defensive lineman Kyrus Tonga? <laughs> Tell us next. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. Of course, Shep asked that question. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wake up early with us on BYU TV and BYU Radio for a BYU football game day. Coverage begins at 10 a.m. Eastern on BYU Radio with the pregame live with Ben Bagley. Oh, yeah. Benjamin, a.k.a. White Thunder. Countdown to kickoff begins at 11 Eastern on BYU TV. And the game kicks at 12 p.m. Eastern. And you can watch it live on BYU TV. We have you covered on all platforms. So so if you look at my phone, it, it, when Ben texts me, it says White Thunder. Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> how, how did I not know this until now? Just this very moment. White Thunder, look at it right there. <laughs> He's not kidding. He is not kidding. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. With our question of the day. <laughs> Between hashtag beat UMass and hashtag White Thunder, you have owned the show today, Brian. Hey, man. It's a, it's a, it's a Logan takeover. Which BYU football game would you want to do over this season? At NickLee51 and on Twitter. Boise State. Just... Do over that last sequence. See, the, hmm. there's the thing. You got to play the whole game. Play the whole it's game. Not that one man. sequence. Yep. Not guaranteeing right. a win. But he says beating Boise State on the blue would have righted a lot of wrongs this season. Hmm. But do you feel like you would, would beat Boise State what? if you just play the game over from the start? Would it really? Really? <laughs> Join the conversation 24 seven on social media using the hashtag #BYUSN. Kairos Tonga is a big man. He's a bad man on the defensive line, Brian. He's a big bad man. He's a big bad man <laughs> off the field. You'd think he's the nicest dude ever. Yeah. I would not like to line up against him <laughs> on the field playing football. Me either, no. Jason Shepard lined up with them in an interview format and asked him deep questions like, what's it like to hang out with you as a person? <laughs> <laughs> Among others. Oh, love you, Shep. We love Kairos. Here is one-on-one BYU football all-access with the Cougar defensive lineman. Kairos, I think we may need to change the name of these one-on-one interviews to the, the Kairos Tonga interview because I think you've done more of these post-practice one-on-ones than any other player. Would you be all right if we, like, named it after you? Uh, I'm down with that. I, I, I think that would be fun. So how was practice? I know temperature dropping, you guys playing uh, in the dark now. Is practice 
been what you would want it to be this week? Yeah, um, I think it's been, we've been working hard. I think we came into practice with uh, a lot more juice and uh, just ready for our next opponent. Just short-term memory from, from last week, but we just come in, got to have fun and have a lot of joy when we play. So, Why do you feel like you guys came in with a little more juice, do you think? I think it's just, just to go out and, and just to prove ourselves that we can be better every, every week. So uh, we definitely don't want to come in the same as last week, just every time come in with a different attitude and, and just more juice to, to our, our game. How, how is the attitude of the team overall, not just the defense, but, you know, after back-to-back losses, you guys come in. Is the morale still high? Yeah, I think we, we handled it pretty well. Um, yeah, it hurts to, uh, to, to, to go through that um, uh, back-to-back weeks, but we just got to continue to show up and, and play our, our game. The defense has been playing really good football do you guys feel like maybe you're playing the best defense you've played all season? Or where, where do you feel the defense is right now? I think our defense is doing pretty well. I think we, we still have a lot, of, a lot of things to learn. Um, for us, we have a young defense, but our, our D linemen have stepped it up. Um, our backers, our DBs, everyone's just been stepping up their game and playing their, their 111. So I think it's been going pretty well. Well, and coaches talk about the 111th and – Coaches have talked about next guy up. Everybody's just got to step up and do it. You guys have dealt with this really all season long, so this really isn't anything new, and you guys have been able to have some success with it. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, like from if it's our starters to our backups, everyone's just been doing their job, and it's been showing on the field. So, How are you feeling, by the way? I feel good. I feel great, actually. So. Feel great. Yeah, nice little smile there. You're ready. I have a feeling you're. If this game can be played right now, you'd be ready to play. Yeah, I gotta fly out right now, all the way to Boston. So now you get to play in an NFL stadium. Is that is that a pretty cool experience to be able to play where the New England Patriots play? Oh, I didn't. Even, I didn't even know that. Yeah, you guys are playing at Gillette. I mean, is oh. being able to play at a, at an NFL stadium? What's what is that like? Maybe run into Tom Brady. Who knows? Uh, I think it'll be pretty cool. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> now, are you are you a fan of any particular? You're not a Patriots fan, I assume, are you? No, I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Now, where does that come from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a team I, I like growing up, and I stuck with them. So, so okay. So you guys do you have to travel a little bit, but you're gonna face another. It kind of sounds like a broken record. Another team that can score the football, puts up a lot of points. What do you guys know about this UMass offense? How are they similar, different from the team you guys faced in Pro Bowl last year? Yeah, so I think they're, they're a pretty good team. They, they score uh, very high points. Uh, they score a lot. I think they average about 40 to 50 points a game. Uh, so it's going to be a good matchup for our defense. We're excited. Uh, we're going to take it like any other opponent, play-by-play, uh, play and just continue to do our, our 111 with it. They have a, a different quarterback than the one you guys faced last year. Uh, they've now got a quarterback that's a little more mobile, but you guys have faced that. What are, the, what are the, the issues that a quarterback like that, that can throw but also is mobile, how, how does that change what you guys do? I think we just got to be more active with our, our rush. We can't, we can't just sit back because once we sit back, he can take off, he can throw. So we got to, like, I think, like Arizona, just continue to, to, to stay live in our rushes. Um, and, and look for the ball and continue to look for him. So, Is it crazy to think that there's only a handful of games left in the regular season? Has this season flown by for you? 
Yeah, the season's gone by fast for for all of us. I think it's been it's been a crazy season, um, but I think it's, we're just we're just continuing to go and game by game is ended well. So, from the defensive line perspective, um, how do you think this group has done? How do you think this group is playing right now? Uh, I personally think they've been it's been it's been going good. Um, they stepped up a lot um, a lot of. Uh, a lot of things have happened with our D-line, a lot of rotations, but I'm proud of them. Um, they've, they've stayed humble. They've, they've been working hard in the weight room and, and on the field, and it's been showing throughout the games. So it's, it's, been, it's been awesome to play on the D-line with, with these guys. So. What do they like to hang out with? What's it like in, in the position room when you guys are hanging out? Oh, see, you got that smile. So I'm thinking there's a story here. What's, what's this group like to hang out with? Well, I think we're all just... We're all laid back guys. We're cool. I think it's just super funny to be around them. We got guys like Corbin, Gafushi, and um, it's just it's just super fun to be with them. There's never a dull moment inside the D line room. We're always learning from each other, uh, growing, and um, we're super close bond. Awesome. All right, Kyrus. Appreciate the time. Good luck at Gillette Stadium, where the where the New England Patriots play. Good luck against UMass. Appreciate the time. All right, thank you so much. All right. Big Kyrus clearly hasn't listened to his mother who told him to get rid of that blonde hair in the back. He's, he's like, yeah, mom, I'll, 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 take, I'll take care of it. Nope. No, nah, man. When you, when you are on your own, when you don't live in the house with your mom anymore, parents, don't listen at all. Now, if you, if you move back at any time, it doesn't matter if you're 40 years old. You, <laughs> you listen. listen to your mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I remember the last time I had to clean dishes. <laughs> Brian. Don't bring those personal problems to the air. Come oh, on. It's not personal. I love you, Mom. <laughs> Coming up, Jimmer gets back to dropping over 30. Remember and I'm not talking about Colonel Sanders okay. when I'm say when I say buckets. Remember how we're wearing matching Cosmo anime sweatshirts? I remember that too. In between you win. Kyle Collinsworth also got some buckets. Brian Logan, the latest from the North. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Utah Valley head basketball coach Mark Pope. He's to coach BYU. And BYU defensive lineman, NFL prospect Kyrus Tonga. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast. You can go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Dennis Pitta, don't believe anything they say. They have time, especially today. We had a lot of time. Let's whip it. I love Dennis. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU football travels to New England to face UMass at Gillette Stadium on Saturday. Coverage begins with countdown to kickoff at 11 a.m. Eastern. Watch the game on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio. Volleyball. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball trying to stay perfect. The only undefeated team in the country right now. They're 23-0. They want win number 24 against Santa Clara tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at the Smithfield House. You can watch it live on BYU TV. For the record, BYU is 8-0 all-time against the Broncos in Provo. About to be 9-0. Alert. Golf. Peter Quest finished first place for the third consecutive day at the Mm -hmm. St. Mary's Invitational to win his third tournament of the fall season. He balling. So hard. Men's golf finished second as a team. Swimming and diving. Peyton Sorensen claimed the MPSF Athlete of the Week award. Sorensen took first place in the 50 and 100 meter free at the UNLV dual meet. This marks the fourth MPSF Athlete of the Week award in Peyton's career. Jimmer! Jimmer had 38 points in a Shanghai Sharks victory. 123 to 110. 
against the Hyunjin. Yeah. Gold Lions. <laughs> Association. Some of you have been asking, where's Kyle Collinsworth? I have an answer for you. He is in the North, in Toronto, playing for the Raptors G League team. They are called the Raptors 905, and they play tonight in the NBA G League against Jimmer Fredette's former team, the Westchester Knicks. Nice. Today's rise and shout belongs to which BYU person? Brian, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it. I, I typically do you this. Me, you want me to do it? Who deserves the rise and shout? That's easy, man. I give it to Kiki. Oh, my <laughs> And BYU Sports Nation Kiki, right now. Kiki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cross promotion. Me? Are you at? What? <laughs> you messed up when you gave me that opportunity. <laughs> hey, they're working hard. Oh, that entire man. crew, they're, they're working hard. They're doing a fantastic job for us. Our question of the day, which BYU football game would you want to do over this season? Michael A. Spencer answers on Facebook. Is it weird that I'd say Northern Illinois? No, Michael, nope. Nope. it's not weird. In fact, I 100% agree with you. Me too. He said <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a relatively easy win. I'm not ready to call it an easy win. They're a good defense. Nothing's easy. They won again last night. They beat Toledo. I think they're seven and three, Brian. Hey, they're hey. undefeated in the MAC. They're a pretty good defense. Hey man, I'm, I'm just gonna say this. I want to say this. It, it doesn't matter who you play against. A win is is not is not just a win. I don't want to say that, but it's hard to win games, and there's a lot of preparation that goes into winning games, and um, a lot of time, energy, and effort. So if you beat a team that is, you know, all all. American, All-State, whatever, versus a team that's boo-boo McJohnson. doesn't matter. It's still hard to come by. Wins, it's hard to win in college win. football. Yeah. The Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Doug Havens in on Facebook. Says simply, all of the home losses. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I get it, man. That's hilarious. I feel your pain. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSE. For Brian Logan, I am Spencer Linton. My friend, always good. Beat UMass. Shout out to Mo Elowanibi. Yes, beat UMass. Flash, flash it, Brian. Flash. Go Cougs.